Only Fans podcast about real estate in the news world. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. I am really excited for the new year. In fact, uh, I want to thank all my loyal listeners for their support and for riding this podcast adventure with me uh, to this point. I'm looking forward to providing some great content for you guys in 2022. Over the course of your lifetime, it's not often that you get to work with one of your good friends. In fact, uh, today's guest is someone that I grew up with and have known for over 40 years and been transacting real estate deals with over the last 20. Aaron Zaretsky is a, the leasing director over at Urban Innovations, one of the premier real estate companies in Chicago and in the River North uh, market. And I'm happy to have Aaron here today. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for having me, Ben. You know, Aaron, I know you're a super busy guy. And uh, before we jump in on everything uh, and talk shop, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a, a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, like Ben, I grew up in Chicago, um, spent uh, my entire uh, childhood and professional career here, um, and up to about uh, actually five years this month, uh, finally got married. And then everything was sort of rapid fire. I have now a three and a half year old and a pair of twins, uh, twin girls, uh, from five months back. So uh, we we uh, we call them uh, lovingly coronials. <laughs> well, you're a busy guy for sure. Yeah, you know, yes. work is probably secondarily busy to what you have going on at home. Uh, yeah, indeed, I think it is now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, learning on the learning on the fly is 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 I think the best way to put it. Yeah, well, I'm sure you're having fun with it, yes. and um, you know, I like to say that I've got my you know my work family and my at home family, and both are very busy and provide different challenges. But at the end of the day, like you go home, and you know, there's nothing there's nothing better than seeing some smiling faces, happy that dad's coming home. Absolutely, and you know, and it's uh, the company I work for is basically family first. And like you That's said, awesome. it's two families, it's work family and home family, but home family first. So we're really fortunate to have that. Uh, been really helpful certainly this year with, with everything that yep. we've awesome. learning. So, yeah. Well, so as far as I can remember, <clears throat> you've been with Urban Innovations. Actually, you were with Urban Innovations even before I got into real estate. Yes. You actually uh, were someone that helped me decide to get into real estate. Yeah. Uh, what I don't know is, how did you get into real estate? Like, and ultimately, how did you end up at Urban Innovations? Yeah, that, that's kind of a funny story. Um, I I had a uh, I went to school here in in, in Chicago, and uh, as I was getting close to graduating, I was looking for a full time job. And um, the uh, business uh, office uh, where I was studying had an internship uh, group that was uh, trying to get trying to match college students with those opportunities. And one of them was a <clears throat> an internship uh, for a real estate development company, and the, the name didn't really ring a bell. Um, it was a it was basically the leasing uh, branch for a large development company. Uh, so I, I this was before internet was so prevalent. I just said, um, "Yeah, I'm not interested in an internship. I, I need to go out and start making uh, a living." And um, Got, got another call back, and they apparently my my resume was geared to real estate. Uh, that was my objective, and I went in for an interview, and I uh, I think I pretty much left with an internship. Um, and that that company was was Belgravia Group, who's uh, well known in Chicago. Uh, so I was fortunate to work with them, and then um, a couple of years later, I moved to 
urban innovations and have, have been left since. Fantastic. What's, um, you know, over, over your career, you know, I'm sure you, you've learned things early in your career that you've taken with you. What's one or two things that um, you look back on, like early on as you got into this real estate world, that you look back on and say, God, that really helped me uh, in my career? It's a good question. I think if you would ask me this question probably even, you know, five years ago, I don't know that I'd come, come up with the same answer. But the one that I, I think my takeaway is um, people have superbly great memories. Um, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll bring up certain things during a lease negotiation that I certainly wouldn't remember. Um, so going back, I, I would say uh, the way you've treated your employees, the way you've treated uh, uh, the, the executives, the, the companies that are, are in your building, just remember they, uh, they have good memories. And, and if, you don't do, if you don't do good, it'll come back to bite you oftentimes. So I've taken a very... Um, as best I can, a strong approach to making sure that if, if I have to deliver some news or do something that I don't love, that I do it in a way where um, it, it doesn't uh, affect the relationship as least as possible going forward. Sure, so. sure. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that people have good memories. I sometimes have a hard time remembering what I did yesterday. So I can, I can, I can appreciate that. But yeah. I think people have good memories about things that were either really good yeah. Or not so good. Yes. And that's the thing. It's the middle stuff, right? I like to say I, sometimes I don't remember what I did, you know, literally an hour ago. Yes. But because it wasn't that important. Right. Right? I think, and I'm sure you could agree, that people, when they're, you know, they're just companies, when they're signing a lease, yeah. it's a big deal. Yes. Right? So, you know, it's not something they do every day. And that's really, you know, just kind of moving on to, you know, urban innovations is definitely, I would say, the premier uh, building owner in River North, right? When I think when I think of River North, I, I think urban innovations. You know, and over the years, I've had groups ask me, um, you know, where should we go in River North? And I say, well, urban innovations got some great buildings. You should consider that. And then they'll start. They'll they'll say to me, well, you know, there's other groups we should consider too, right? And I say, well, yeah. They say, well, can you compare and contrast the buildings for us? And I said, you really have to go and see it yourself. And you've got to, you know, that ur urban's like, you know, best in class. And then there's everybody else. And you guys have built this great reputation. And so I'm curious, you know, when you look at the companies you work with and kind of how you manage your buildings, like, how, like what do you, what, what's your goal? You know, is it to be the best or is there some, is there more to it? Um, I, I don't think you'd be the best. I, I don't think you really set out to be the best. I think you could just, I, I'm doing what I, I'm doing what we're doing day in, day out. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's work more times than not. So I think that we're creatures of habit. That's just the way I'm, I think I'm wired. My team is wired. We, um, I, I think basically it's simple. Um, it's easy for, and I know a lot of uh, buildings will tell you what you want to hear and, and in fact, give you what you're told. When to get you in, and then they're on to the next thing. And uh, because I'm, because of my arrangement with Urban and, and, and having been there and know every single tenant um, in some way, shape, or form, um, I really can't just deliver something on day one and then disappear. Uh, my, I, I get involved in managerial issues. Not that our team can't handle it, but if an executive 
knows me and says, look, you know, I, I need something, I need something now. They've got my cell phone number. I'm getting calls on holidays. I'm getting calls off hours. I'm getting calls on Saturday mornings. Um, so uh, I think that 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 goes, I think, to the to the earlier question is, you know, how, how do you retain tenants? How do you, um, what differentiates you? So uh, I, I think our team's also been together for so long. So we do, uh, we do share in, um, we're collaborative in how we handle uh, issues. Uh, every day, sometimes, I mean, this morning was a different issue that we had to, you know, work work through with with a particular tenant. But um, it, it's it's not. It, we don't. We're very much like we treat you on day one, almost all the way through your lease, the way we would otherwise. Um, and I think that is given us a leg up on on keeping tenants as yeah. in their good leases, you know, as long as we can. I mean, it sounds to me like you, you know, you really look at them as a partner. Right? Hands down. It's a yes. partnership. Yes. There's so, you know, you work with a lot of, you know, small to mid-sized, you know, uh, privately owned, creative, entrepreneurial companies. What type of challenges do you see in, with those or that you deal with that, you know, if you're working with, I don't know, GE, maybe you wouldn't have those same challenges? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. I, the, you know, the, the smaller mom and pop. Um, startup companies, a lot of ways, are our bread and butter. I mean, they they come in, they expect a working space, they expect fiber service, they expect good service, they expect the air conditioning and heating systems to work, they expect when they have an issue, we're Johnny on the spot there. Um, the, the I would say probably you know the biggest challenge um, is you know your building uh, profile sort of changes a little bit because you know you've got smaller companies, they don't want to. You know, unload on their balance sheet, uh, large, you know, large debt, large obligations. So we're very open to short-term leases. Our our objective is get someone into a space, um, service the heck out of them, and they'll stay, and they'll until you give them a reason not to. So I think we've won that, those battles um, more often than we've lost them. Um, I would say that more the challenge is if you go back to the largest scale tenants where those guys have, we've come in and we've been the uh, we've taken on all the risk, right? We've, we've got these spaces, and sometimes the tenant doesn't make it, unfortunately, and then you're reletting. But those that make it, and we've assumed, you know, the risk early on, and they grow, and we got to put money into tenant improvements, and then they get to a point where they're moving from four thousand feet. Next thing they need is twelve thousand square yeah. feet. So our problem was how do you cater to those tenants, and and then they leave because you don't have the space, and so you've assumed the risk up to the point where. The reward is there, and then you basically, you know, you, you can't keep them. You anymore. can't keep them. The door shuts on you. So I, I would say probably back about five, six years ago, we made a concerted effort, uh, and um, this kind of went along with the, you know, the, the popularity of uh, the shared office, where we had a lot of these small spaces, and we said, you know, if we've got a four thousand foot space, and we've got a three thousand foot space, and we've got a two thousand foot space, maybe we should consolidate some of these into larger blocks so they're ready for the next tenant mm -hmm. that needs to, to grow and. Oftentimes we're just, you know, we're moving, we're playing musical chairs and a tenant is starting here on day one is six months into their lease and they've outgrown it. We need to bring them into 7,000 feet and here's sure. the 7,000 feet. Um, so I think we've done a, a really good job of that. Today's world, you know, maybe there's a few spots that maybe we'll take the 7,000 in a couple of areas and we may break it down to two or 3,000 depending sure. on what, what COVID really tells us we need to do or uh, the tenants tell us that we need to do. But I, I would say... The biggest challenge really was is really keeping the, the, the tenants 
in the building or within our portfolio when sure. we didn't have the large blocks of space. I think we've I think we've tackled that pretty successfully. And so that's really a success story for you, right? Yeah. Someone comes in, they're a couple thousand feet, whether it's two, three, four, and they've grown, they've grown with you, yeah. right? So it's okay. You know, if you come to Urban Innovations, it might be three thousand feet, but if you need five thousand feet in two years, we're gonna make that happen. Oh yeah. And then seven thousand feet a couple of years later. Now I know for a while, like you said, I mean that it becomes difficult at some point, yeah. right? It's like, okay, we've outgrown the building. So I mean, you guys actually just developed some new buildings in River North, some of the newest buildings uh, in, in a number of years actually. Yeah. Like you don't see buildings being developed for a commercial uh, office in River North. And it sounds like so you guys looked at that and said, okay, you know what? We need to we need to build a new building so that we can retain our tenants. Is, was that part of the thinking? Absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Um, so <clears throat> we were we have parking lots um, that we own in River North, and they've been parking lots since the day we've owned them. Um, pop, pop, parking lots, parking is important, so that's also part of any development that we do. But it started with a development uh, that we just completed at 306 West Erie, mm-hmm. um, where we actually took a seven-story structure that um, that had um, 7,500 foot floor place and we took an adjacent parking lot that was small and still the same footprint of the building, but it really wasn't the most economical way to offer parking. So we figured, okay, we've got parking in the area. Let's offer parking to those tenants of the building, but let's build a, let's make the big, the building bigger. So we literally meant two buildings together. There's a loft building and then there's the new construction building, um, on a single floor. Um, uh, with the help of, uh, JLL, we've had, uh, uh, just about every space in that building lease. We've got one more floor left. Um, we're putting in some new retail uh, as well, some new retail tenants. Uh, mm-hmm. Fairgrounds Coffee is there. But the idea there was just to test to see is could you uh, offer a more expensive product in a quasi-new, quasi-old building with amenities that our buildings traditionally haven't had, like rooftop, uh, inside space, outdoor fireplaces, sure. so on and so sure. forth. And, and be able to get a, a rent that River North hasn't really seen for a product like this? And the answer is, so far, so good, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and COVID hasn't changed that. In fact, we've done quite a bit of work during COVID in getting the, the building leased up. Um, so now we're are setting our sights to something a little bit more grandiose, same boutique-style building to something that's probably about um, 150% of that size, about 50% larger behind it. Um, so we're in early talks about getting uh, putting a shuttle into the ground, hopefully in 2022. Um, so that'll be something that now we can start offering a product, um, which I'm sure at some point you're gonna you're gonna want to discuss the influence of the West Loop. But that's something that uh, we feel that if we're gonna attract people back into River North, we need to offer a product that's akin to what they have there. Sure. So across your portfolio, you mentioned COVID <clears throat> a couple times. Right now, what percent of people? people are actually in your buildings? Um, our last sort of uh, FOB entry uh, report, um, again, some buildings are going to have more activity, but I would say it would shake up somewhere in the 20 to 30% range across the board. And, and are you guys expecting in, in 2022 that more are going to come back? What have you heard from your tenants? <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, uh, you know, it's easy to say it now that uh, if you look at 2022, there's you know 365 days of, for things to get better. Um, <laughs> and let's so hope I, they get better. God, yes, uh, I, we, we and we trust they will. Um, the conversations that we're having early on right now is with a lot of the tenants. Now they're reaching back out to us now, and before it was, okay, what are you doing for COVID? 
and now there's and, and you know your cleaning processes and well well health and so on now it's what do we do to tell our employees to come back to work mm. so they've made the they've made the decision that we're going to have an office yes some people are going to work from home but there's going to be whether it's a soft mandate or a hard mandate we want people back in the office um so, so I'm seeing more of that, and I'm having conversations with these are HR people. These are people who are uh, office managers that are being um, flown to Chicago, for example, and, and and they're trying to get their satellite office up and running, and they're sure. putting decorations up and making spaces. I mean, they're doing a lot of other things. They've asked us for some assistance to, you know, put a welcome, you know, welcome uh, notices in the common areas and so on. So we're very open to that. We're excited when we get those calls. Yeah. Um, What's about lifestyle? You know, that's, oh, really, yeah. that's, that's a lot of it too. Yeah. yeah, this was there, you know, for a lot of the young uh, folks starting in, the, in, the, in their career uh, path, this was the most important thing for them and, and now they haven't been there. And so I think once folks get ushered back in, like in our office, um, like your office where people are here, um, once you get back into that sort of mode, it's going to it's going to sort of take on and it's going to continue. Yeah. I, I I will tell you the only real difference that I've seen so far, and again take take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm not doing forty fifty thousand foot leases uh, on a regular basis. But for the three five thousand foot users, the, a lot of the plans, a lot of the spaces are laying out very much the same as they did before COVID. Um, yeah, so it, it, I, there was a lot of talk about things changing, and, and uh, you know the, the jury's out of whether that's really going to happen to that. You know, to that extent, are we going to have, you know, carpet that shows pathways and, you know, and, and all sorts of, uh, you know, ways in and out of, the, of conference rooms that are not, you know, people can walk past each other. I think that a lot of that stuff's gone by the wayside. But what I do believe is likely to happen is that, you know, people are not going to share desks. So if you if you have a, you know, hoteling uh, um, plan, I would say is, you know, Ben's office is, that's Ben's cubicle and that's Aaron's cubicle and that's, and 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 people are not going to share, um, but I think I, I I my guess is over 365 days we won't be at 100. percent I don't think we'll ever be quite at 100 percent anyway. But um, the feedback we get are from the way you, know, you get feedback from your clients. That's how we that's how we get it. Yeah. Um, we are monitoring our our, our FOB systems uh, weekly. Um, and this right now and except since probably Thanksgiving things are going to probably die down. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not that's not not expected. Yeah, in other years. Yeah. So um, I've got I've got one other question for you. You know, over the years, you know, last twenty years as I've been in real estate, uh, you know, everyone always talked about River North. You know, River North, it's great. It's you know, there's all these great restaurants. There's bars. You know, we you know, it's creative. And one of the biggest problems for my clients, and I think just in general, is that there was not space available in these buildings. Right. And so for many years, it's like, you know, someone called you up and say, hey, I want to be in River North, I need 10,000 feet. And it's like, mm, you know, I can't find the 10,000 feet in a, in a loft building. So then they'd say, oh, well, let's let's go to the West Loop, right? To this, yeah. what's now Fulton Market. Yeah. You know, there were some buildings like that there. They There was some value in them. Well, you know, you turn the page now, and Fulton Market is so hot. And they've got all these new buildings and companies are going over there. They're spending $60, $70 a square foot to be in these markets. And you get the calls from some of the, um, some of the tenants, even the River North tenants saying, hey, we want to check out Fulton. And I'll tell them, I'll say, like, you're a few thousand square feet. They don't have a few thousand square feet available in Fulton. Plus, 
you're gonna have to pay 60, 70 bucks a foot. They're like, oh, okay, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good in, I'm good in <laughs> Yeah. You know, have you seen like really like your clientele, your tenants? Are there anyone that are really going from your buildings to Fulton Market, or is it really because you know there's a lot of news about Fulton of these larger companies that are taking space there, and I'm seeing it firsthand. But like, how about I'm just curious about your tenant base, like. Do you see those groups be like we're going to Fulton or not really? Um, it's interesting question. Um, my knee-jerk reaction to that uh, or answer to that question is there's I can name two or three that are actually modest size. When I say modest size, two to three thousand square feet modest in my world. Those groups that have gone to the West Loop had they were suit and tie guys. In one instance, they were a financial group. They wanted something that had some some pow to yeah. to their image. Um, I don't see too many um, that are leaving, uh, you know, rates that are in the 30 gross to get into, you know, 30, 40 net. Um, not too much of that, but it's worth noting that the groups that we got to move into, say, our 306 Erie building, where there are leases there that are in the tens of thousands of square feet, we were competing with the West Loop. the building. That's right. And so they ended up coming to River North. Um, the insight that we got is they wanted to be in River North. They, there wasn't really an option. Right. And that goes to, uh, right back to the, the development that we have yet to break ground on, we think that there's uh, a way to attract those 15 or 30,000 yeah. foot users to to come be, a, you know, no, no small fish in a big pond, but really to the contrary. Uh, we still have other sites that we could develop for larger floor plates, but we, we want to see first is, um, is there enough of a market right now to attract because anyone that's looking at anything in River North that's design, uh, you know, it's got a big design attraction yeah. or new, or they're looking at the West Loop and there's just more supply there. So we're, we're trying to take a small bite out of that market and, and hoping that we can attract some of those companies to come back. There is one, one group that you, uh, that also came to mind too, that is leaving us because they're in the, um, they're in the, uh, commercial interiors business. Sure. And there's been a big push to get those groups out in the West Loop. So that really wasn't more of a, that was more of a surprise. That was more like, that's where the attraction yeah. is. And okay, that makes sense. Well, Aaron, uh, in terms of your portfolio, your buildings now, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners, any any building or space that you want to just kind of throw out there and say, hey, you know, if any of my listeners are, need 5,000 feet, we've got this awesome space in one of your buildings. You know, yeah. Giving you the plug here. Um, thank you. Um, how much time do I have? No. <laughs> I, I would tell you, we, we, we just purchased a building at 720 North Franklin. It's uh, uh, Franklin and, um, and Superior. Uh, Luminaire is, a, is the big tenant and they're building a retail showroom. Um, we have the, uh, we're assembling the entire top floor of the building. It's about 8,700 square feet. Uh, the ceilings uh, started 13 feet and sloped up, upwards to 20 feet. Yeah. So windows on four sides. So we're going to finish completing the, 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 the demolition. Um, we're going to start putting some things together in the space to kind of get it kick-started so it's, it becomes in showable condition. Um, and then we want a tenant to come in that's a test kitchen that can have access to venting or sure. wants exterior signage or uh, just wants something complete uh, where they can just customize it and we're going to go ahead and put an A-frame skylight in uh, across the majority of the space. Nice. Yeah, we're really excited about that opportunity, and 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 we're uh, we've had some leasing activity there to yes. you know, to date. Uh, Three hundred six Erie, as I mentioned, has a still a floor there. It's uh, it can be subdivided into 
you know, two 7,500 foot spaces or 15,000 foot. Um, otherwise, uh, I, I would probably say most of our other buildings have a smattering of spaces coming up uh, uh, probably in the middle of the latter part of next year. And if you're looking for a thousand square feet or you're looking for 15 or 20,000 square feet, you know, we're not the landlord that you have to worry about coming in the door and saying, you know, I, I need at least a five or 10 year commitment for some of the spaces. We just want to get people in the door and then we're going to service them. Fantastic. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for joining the podcast. This has really been great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That does it for us today. Thanks so much for listening to today's Ted with Ben podcast. Uh, I can be reached at 773-562-5263 or at Azulai. that's B-A-Z-U-L-A-Y, at BradfordAllen.com. Thanks again, and happy holidays.